not about the person. So with due respect to the Ministry of Education and the person who who wrote this uh, response, it's not about that person. It's about the system that they are into right now. I believe they got sucked into that system as well, and they need to be to be generic in in responding. But yeah, but sometimes you still need to consider if you're like really really into providing equitable services and equitable support to to children especially children who need who really need this support you need to be just and uh, you need to be more than fair fair to the situ- situation and circumstances and please stop using the term equitable if you are not um, 100% sure about its meaning and how it should be uh, served to to people like autistic children stop using it don't use it if you're not doing it right it's just an embarrassment to or whatever your goals and values are i'm talking not just to minister of education but um, in all of the government agencies and all the entities uh, around and globally actually as well this should be applicable Stop using equitable health, providing equitable education, equitable justice if you're not you know, practicing it because you are uh, putting stains on, on that terminology. And it's adding more frustrations because I saw that equitable. I saw that in here. But then again, they're reviewing assessments based on what's written. They're just reviewing the forms without even assessing the child or going to meet or see the child in an actual uh, learning environment, in an actual school setting, without even considering the feedback, the second feedback that we have provided that we never mentioned about pointing and they are not listening to our statement. And they just still consider saying or they just still said we are uh, stand by our initial assessment of he is pointing. And again, we never said about pointing. That's what, what, what frustrates me. We never said about pointing. We, we, we raised that one when, when our uh, learning support uh, by merely perhaps accidentally put it there. Or maybe it's a copy-pasted form that they used previously that they just edited and stuff like that. But regardless of how it was, they are not listening to our uh, feedback. We were asked to send a feedback if we are not agreeing to that situation or to that assessment. But then again, they are not listening to what we have pointed out in that feedback. Still, they are standing or they are still pushing back with our uh, recommendation of re-review and considerations, further considerations. So please don't use that if you are not going to be equitable in providing your assessment, equitable in terms of listening to your to people who are raising concerns, and if you're not going to be equitable to children who are requiring learn uh, learning support, right? Please stop using that equitable word. It's, again, as I've said, it just adds up to the frustrations of parents like those who cannot get the support they, that they are actually entitled to. Approximately one in every 59 children 
are born with autism. Albert Einstein. Dr. Einstein had no speech until age three. Steve Jobs. He was a loner. He brought snakes to school. Leonardo da Vinci. This man was far advanced on the autism spectrum. I'm not naughty. I'm autistic. And I just get too much information. You're listening to Takiwatanga. Love Not Cure. Exploring autism one strength at a time. Hey everyone, Kira, and I hope all of you are doing okay at this point in time. So as I have mentioned last time, I am going to share with you the result of the OIA request that we've made or I have made with the Ministry of Education in line with the questions relating to the ORS uh, review or assessment or review that I have dissected a few weeks ago with respect to my son's um, ORS application. So what I've done, just to step back a little bit uh, before we deep dive, what I've done in my past episode, I think that was uh, episode 14, uh, 13 and 14, I have reviewed an ORS application, which is uh, about my son's application to the Ministry of Education so he can get additional support, learning support. And uh, there are a lot of factors that we have uh, identified in that application that we we know that uh, we needed to raise this one to the Ministry of Education so we can or he can get uh, further uh, learning support. And some concerns as well, like safety concerns that we need to address. Uh, when he's at school so we i have reviewed that um, application or the result and dissected each and every line and if you want to listen to that i know it's a little bit um uh what you call that out of sequence in terms of i the review that i've done in there but all of the review were that i have um, um spoken about are based on my personal uh, journey, but I tried to make it as generic as possible. So at least um, I'm just, I'm not covering just my, what you call that? I'm not uh, stating things that are very, very hard to um, understand. All right, let's uh, go on on this list. But before that, Again, sorry, I, I am just going to give a high-level background about this one. So after that uh, review that I made, I have written uh, or I have contacted the email address of um, Chris Hipkins, who is the Ministry of Education, asking questions, not about the, the details of my review, but asking questions about... Uh, uh, sorry, not asking questions, but inviting him for a podcast just to get his insights on how his team, because he, being a minister on the education side, I believe he has a say on in, on the things that are happening in his um, uh, government or in his um, team. So I I was asking him on that uh, request for a, a guest as a guest on this podcast so we can just talk about what are his plans on the 
on the ORS uh, application process and Ministry of Education in general about the autism community. And given that the community or the autism uh, community is growing and there are a lot of autistic uh, children being assessed regular on a regular basis. So they are growing. So now uh, I never got any response from that. And I, given my follow-ups, so I haven't heard any anything from his office. So what I did is I forwarded my uh, request to the media team of the Minister of Education. So initially, the person I have spoken, not spoken, but I am in contact with via email said that they have asked um, the minister about my invitation for the pod podcast and said that the media said to the media team that they need to to answer my questions about the ORS application um, increase or clarification. And then initially they will be providing, or as they said, they are going to provide someone within the Minister of Education for an interview so that I can clarify my questions. And then the person I am in contact with left the company or left the ministry. And then I did a follow-up and it was reassigned to someone again within the media team. And then they changed the decision from being or for, from giving me someone from, from having, they, they, they changed in basically they, they pull back or is that a term pull back from, from giving me a, a guest to get to just asking the questions in written, written form so that they can find someone to respond on that question and then i gave the questions no one uh, i didn't get, get the answer uh, right away and they said they, there is too many of there's too many questions like 20 question, questions and that uh, there are other things that needs to be considered as well for the delay because of covid and stuff like that so we all blame everything to covid um and then um Sorry, I'm being sarcastic, by the way. And then after that, I am. Uh, I did another follow up, and they said that they will raise this as an OYA or um, Official Information Act, something like that. So basically, the, there will be a turnaround time for them, for anyone from the respective team to respond to this. I think it's about 28 days or one month, something like that. So there's a turnaround deadline. So the deadline of uh, giving or for them for giving a uh, raise, the deadline that they have set to give me uh, the answers that I am requesting is uh, on Ju the 4th of July and then I intentionally did not get or did not follow up for this OIA because I just want to see if they will try and meet the deadline but unfortunately they missed the deadline for more than 
a month. So I just received this 11th of August, the response 11th of August, as opposed to the 4th of July, which is their original deadline. And then they said that people are getting sick, blah, 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 blah. Which um, sometimes it's totally understandable, but sometimes, you know, uh, what are we going to do with that situation? People are getting sick. People are, yeah, which is totally understandable. I got sick with COVID as well. But after that, do we have any plans to meeting the OIA? I don't know. It's your process. But I think you, you there should be a an, a, a, an alternative uh, plan for situations like this. And COVID has been here in in, in, in this world for a couple of uh, years ago, since a couple of years ago. So it's been here two years now. And what are we doing, right? And there's there are some other aspects as well, which is, I think we can still do uh, or improve on things further, but I'm not gonna focus on that. That's another topic for another day. So I'm going to the main agenda, which is discussing the response that they have. But my problem with this is that I appreciate that I was given or people took time to respond on this, but there are follow-up questions that I will need to raise or I, I want to raise, but I couldn't speak to the paper. Like, okay, follow-up question. Okay, who's going to respond to that? Do I need to raise another OYA for that follow-up question? I don't know. And <laughs> yes, that's why it's it was funny asking for questions like this. And I realized like, hang on, we, we originally had the opportunity to have a podcast and discuss things about how we can uh, support and help and perhaps improve the Ministry of Education, things like that. But yeah, that's a different, it's a kind of different kind of, um, what you call that? I'm losing my, my, my terms or term terminology here, but it's a little challenging to not little, but it's super challenging for me now to, to express this because I can, I will just be reading this questions and I will be answering the same based on what's in, in this paper, but there's no follow-up questions. So you're not allowed to do a follow-up questions. Um, and it, which is odd. So anyway, we've done our best and we were able to get some answers and, uh, going through the answers because some of these are, are linking to a website or some of the answers are far too long. I will just be putting all the information on the website, but I will be reading some of the the answers that are going to be relatable with respect to what I think should be uh, improved. And also, this is a good timing as well, because remember, we have um, responded to the original ORS uh, assessment so that we can provide them more information we can provide them more uh, a feedback onto why uh, we think that their original uh, assessment is not um, needs to be re-reviewed so that uh, they can consider my case or my son's case. Uh, 
and also I am uh, like I said it's a good timing because we've received that um, feedback so this is what what is meant to or what's uh, what has happened so we after we I'm trying to explain it properly um, but sorry for making you more uh, a little more a, a little confused so after we have received that ORS application we were given about six months to feedback on that review assessment and then for within that six months if we are not go going to contest on the on the result that will be final but uh, we had a second round of it's not a reapplication but second round of um, confirmation review that saying that we do not agree with with the result of the assessment so the first one he was declined so the the second one we have raised it again to them that we we are not agreeing to their um review result or to the result hence we are uh, sending a uh a, a case to re-review that and then they have come back and again for the second time around it it is being declined for a certain reason which is uh, like i said it uh, it's timing because i've got this ministry of education response to those 20 odd uh, odd questions as they say that i'm raising to them plus the the second result of our battle should i say battle yeah right like i said um going to that i will just try to relate both uh things in here and see how how it's relatable and how timing it is for me to get my feedback for the second it's always it's always like that so uh, i don't know what i'm saying right now i'm not now it's starting to mix up things two things here so please bear with me all right so like i said um maybe i should print out the result of the second re-review can i just call it re-review of our original application right so the uh if we are going to look at the the ministry of education response there are two questions uh, 20 questions here and then i will skip questions one to one to I'm just turning pages here one to ten because these are generic questions and obviously the answers are generic now i will go to read question number 11. right so question number 11 is that i i said in, in this oia maybe i should just um uh call this oia the 20 odd questions and the ors1 which is the the original ors application part one and part two that i that we, we have raised for my child so if we are going back here on the 20 odd questions uh oia number 11 says or i i have asked in this question, I ask, are the reviewers equipped 
and have the right skills in assessing applications. So this is their response. Ministry of Education verifiers are learning support specialists who have skills, ex expertise, and leadership experience in their in the early childhood, primary, and secondary sectors of education. Each verifier has additional postgraduate qualifications in a particular area of expertise of learning support. The team includes educational psychologists, early intervention teachers, speech language therapists, occupational therapists, physiotherapists, and special teachers, or sorry, specialist teachers, including those of vision and deaf. Verifiers work to very high professional standards and keep up to date with the current research in their field of expertise. To ensure they're impartially, they, in, to ensure their impartially, impartiality, sorry, I, did, I missed that liality. To ensure their impartiality when making independent decisions about eligibility, each verifier works from a separate location. They are responsible to the manager assurance and eligibility. National Office Ministry of Education. Right. So the answer is generic as well, but they are specialists who have skills, expertise, and leadership experience in early childhood, blah, 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 and all those sectors, right? Now, in, in the result that we have received for the second round of preview that we have requested for the ORS application, in that result, they said that my son has intent to communicate still. They stand by, I should, I should have read that. Hang on. My son, uh, they, they stand by their decision of uh, declining the application because there is the, my son still has uh, intent to communicate and that he is pointing. <laughs> There's still something about this pointing thing. And um, blah, 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 blah. I'll skip the rest of that review. So my point is, on the second round of review that we have requested to them, we asked them or we told them or we, we mentioned that we never said pointing in the application, original application that we have raised. And that they have to disregard pointing. I don't know how that came out. We asked... Uh, our learning support at that time that they have to revise the application form that they will be submitting because he is not pointing or he's not doing pointing now in this response of number 11 question that i raised to the ministry of education they are saying that the learning support specialists have skills and expertise i understand that totally understand but they disregarded the the information that we have said to them that he he's not pointing meaning they're not listening <laughs> to what we are saying they we, we we clearly have stated that he is not pointing and they are still pushing on that option that no um that that he is pointing and okay listening to someone is a skill how can you have a skill if you are not listening you're not reading the or you haven't read the whole statement or have you 
have they read the whole statement? That's a BS to me, right? So like I said, how can I do a follow-up question with that, with this item, if I'm only speaking to a paper and reading this out loud? And now I'm starting to rant because I don't want to do that. There's a, there's a, I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know. You decide what should we do in here, right? I understand that they are specialists, but specialists who don't read the application form or they missed out something or they have mixed out anything. I don't know. You decide. It's not my call, but based on what I have on my experience, our experience seems like they haven't read the whole uh, feedback, uh, uh, sorry, the whole, um, the, the information overall that we have provided that we kept on insisting. He's not pointing. We never said he's pointing. We asked that to be removed in the initial application when we were reviewing that because we never said to the to the learn to our learning um, support that time that he's not pointing right so i don't know listening is a skill how can you have the right skill if you are not listening to the people telling you what we have done so the next step that i have here is i will be asking my wife to request for a copy of what form or application they have submitted the actual application form that they have submitted to the Ministry of Education. I am suspecting that after we have uh, requested our learning support specialist to remove the pointing because he's never he never pointed, he never did that pointing thing, that they may have submitted the wrong application form. I don't know. That's why we're requesting for the original copy of the one that they actually submitted so we can see what information they have provided there in that application all right so i'll move on from item 11 which um, is breaking my heart seriously uh, in this um, review so number 12 in my podcast episode 14 i dissected an ors application result one observation there is that the child was never seen by the assessor and still able to come up with a decision. Is this a normal uh, practice? So here's the, the response. Educators and the team around the Akonga are encouraged to provide alongside descriptions of the Akonga, Akonga's needs, strength-based information from home and school, across all developmental areas when writing ORS applications, as they know the Akonga best. One of assessment or observation by adults unknown to the Akwanga and new to their setting does not provide robust information about progress and change across time to the Akwanga and does not describe how they participate or engage in their classroom or early childhood setting. The existing process ensures a nationally consistent and reliable decision making process by having a team made up of numbers, a number of people with special skills. Covering the disability range who have worked with Akonga, the learning support needs, their FANAO, and other professionals. 
It ensures equity of access across the motu so that those with the greatest level of need get the support they need to access education by reducing barriers to presence, participation, progress, and well-being. I don't know what to say in this, but still, my observation stands. How can you assess someone in who is re requiring support when you never have seen the person or the child? How can you give an, a, uh, an, a good and sound equitable? You did mention, mention it ensures equity of access across the motto so that those with the greatest level of need get the support they need to access education by reducing barriers to presence. But how can you give an equitable access to education, equitable access to uh, learning support, equ equitable access to health or whatever equitable access you are requiring or needing for a child or for a person. If you didn't even see the person, that's unacceptable for me. I mean, I can assess a person by reading what's written on the, on the paper. I don't know. You tell me, but in my case i don't I, I don't believe this can be this this can be considered as a uh, uh, an equitable assessment this is another bs for me or to me or whatever right so i'll skip that that's my, my that's my um my what you call that that's my view on that item number 12 so i'll skip uh, number 13. Ah, no, sorry. I'm not going to skip, skip number 13. This is important. Right. Number 13, the same podcast episode. What can you say about the child's application being declined and the assessment was based on house setting and not school setting? Is this how all assessments are based? Right. The, the answer is the verifiers carefully consider all the information provided in an application they utilize their professional knowledge, skills, and lived experience to draw the interdependence uh, or interdependent conclusions before thoroughly discussing each decision and their rationale across the team to form a con consensus decision. No single piece of information within any setting is considered without the balance of overall understanding of the skills and competence of the Akonga alongside their learning opportunities across environments right so they are balancing it between house setting and and school setting right which is totally in my my view should be should be done but again we're asking for support in school setting not house setting right we're not asking for a teacher aid at, at home i still don't see the rationale for that and i don't know it's really really um it's like i'm trying trying to think of a, a a good um a good um metaphor for this so it's easily digestible but at this point in time it's like um i don't know anyway i'll, I'll move on to the next but again we're asking for a learning support at not at, at home, at school, learning support at school, 
at home. And again, we are going to um, we are going to on a space at home wherein this is his um, comfort space and comfort zone. And he will do as he please. And mom and dad, dad are always here to support and guide him. But at school, the teachers are looking after how many kids, right? And how can he um, be supported uh, based on his needs? I don't know. So now I am going to move away from that number because now I'm starting to, to be emotional again, right? Next one, number 14. In the same case, the child did not meet criterion 8 due to his intent to communicate, but the safety concerns being raised by the school and the parents were never considered. What are your thoughts on that? Note that it was never mentioned in the application that he is pointing. Oh, this is a connection to the item or to number 11. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Note that it was men never mentioned in the application that he is pointing, but was included in the outcome The he is pointing. Application, uh, so here's the answer. Applications must demonstrate the needs of Akonga will remain at a high level for the rest of their schooling and not just at the time of ap application. <clears throat> With regard to criterion 8, when the verifiers see the beginnings of beginnings of intentional communication, evidence of language use or en engagement in play and learning, it may imply that there is a potential future for learning and the present and the presenting need at the time of the application may not be ongoing at the high level. <clears throat> it is important that the team around the Akonga explain how the learning engagement has been gained and if the intensity of frequency and frequency of, of need will be ongoing for the duration of their schooling. <clears throat> My throat is starting to, scr to be scratchy. Uh, it's getting scratchy. As indicated in the previous response, number 13, all aspects of Akuma development and behavior are considered and weighed against relevant criteria when the verifiers are making this decision. Again, there's no, I couldn't make a follow-up question on this because first, the he never answered my question that why suddenly the, 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 the idea that he is pointing was suddenly in the application what happened to that right so i couldn't do a follow-up question that he didn't answer my my question here so and i don't even understand the answer that he provided here so all right so i'll move on now so i'll just leave it as is as uh, for the time being but again this is getting out of hand Right, I'll move. Uh, I'll skip number fifteen, and then I will uh, go direct to number sixteen. In the same case, in the podcast, the child has started his primary using emergency funding from the Ministry of Education, but he was only in school for three hours. That's the teacher's aid support he is getting as per the emergency funding. The child will likely be delayed with his peers. What are your thoughts on that? 
And then their answer is, we are unable to comment on the specifics of the individual ACONGA. Guidance is provided nationally with decisions regarding resources from learning support made at the local level. Considering a range of factors unique to the context of the ACONGA, getting off to a good start at school is important and may involve team learning support and school professionals who work with the FANAO to coll collaboratively plan the best approach. FANAO can contact their local office of the Ministry of Education and talk with the service manager or manager learning support to discuss any concerns regarding additional support for ACONGA. A contact list for all lo local offices can be founded at learning support services, local offices, services, blah, 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 blah. So in short, they didn't give or provided an answer. They are unable to comment. I'm only asking what's the plan for that? <laughs> what are their thoughts about that um, delay? Uh, because it's only uh, getting three hours of emergency funding that, that the Ministry of Education has provided themselves. Right, and then he is going to be delayed for uh, for another three hours. So where's the equitable <laughs> education that they're talking about there? I couldn't sense a single equitable uh, services for in, in that um, answer. We keep on promoting. We are providing equitable education, but this is not equitable education. The child will be delayed, right? Regardless if it's my son or not, the child will be delayed more for uh, delayed further with that more uh, because he's only going three hours, and then after three hours, what's the what's the plan? What's their plan, right? Our original learning support specialist has been taken away from from our case and now we're working with the manager who is, who has more account accountability more children uh, under her um, her um, what do you call that under her support so where's the accountability for that uh, where's the sorry where's the equity I don't know you tell me all right again I cannot do a follow-up question so I'm moving on. Since I cannot do a follow-up question, I'm moving on to question number 17. Right. Given the child is only going for school or to school for three hours, what are the next steps for the parents? Follow-up questions, uh, uh, follow-up question related to 17. For cases like a child has no emergency funding and cannot go to school because the school cannot accept the child without additional support, what is the plan for that? Again, same respond, response that they have provided we are unable to comment on the specifics of the individual akonga blah 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 blah. i'm talking about what's the plan what's the minister of education's plan if you have a plan you know what you're uh, uh, you, you know what you're going to do after that you don't have to talk about the specific case because you already have a plan in place you have a, a system in place you know what to do you know what you are going to how you're going to support the child then you don't uh, need a specific individual um, information or yeah specific individual in, in information about the child or akna again i cannot do a follow-up question <laughs> to this paper <laughs> the paper will not respond and i am not spending an ounce of effort and energy 
raising another OIA and wait for another month for an answer or more than a month. You're not going to meet my, my, your OIA target. Right, let's move on to the next. Number 18. In the article from New Zealand Herald, it was mentioned based on research autistic children. Based on research, autistic children are three times more likely to be stood down. That article also suggests that if there is available or there is available support like additional funding, the, uh, like additional funding helps in getting better customer uh, outcomes for kids, better customers. Sorry, let me re <laughs> read it again. Sorry, I lost um, that line. In the article from New Zealand Herald, it was mentioned based on research that autistic children are three times more likely to be stood down. That article also suggests that if there is available support like additional funding helps in getting better outcomes for kids. That's clear, right? Given the benefits, why do you think the ORS is still being capped? Do you think it is appropriate for kids with special needs to compete for funding? What's your view about that? Here's the response. Eligibility for the ORS funding or ongoing resourcing scheme is determined by student need, not cap, or determined by budget or your graphic location. So just the first, <laughs> just just uh, in this sentence, you will know that there's uh, conflicting information. Eligibility for the ongoing resourcing scheme is determined by student need, not cap, or determined by budget or geographic location determined by budget what do you mean by budget i only have hundred dollar for this that's a that's capping right i only have a hundred dollar budget for wellington for example that's capping right how can i do a follow-up question by merely talking to this paper right i leave that to you um, to you to answer anyone listening or whatever I'm going to leave that. I'm going to skip the rest of the statement because it's co really con conflicting, to be honest. It's not cap, it's, it's not cap, but it's determined by budget or geographic location. So from there, it, says, it, it sounds to me that it's still capped, right? So this is another BS answer from me, uh, from, from me, <laughs> of course not. Another BS answer, in my opinion. Right. Um, what else? Oh, okay. I'm, I'll, I'll skip the, the rest of the, the items here up to the number 20 because most of these are just basic uh, responses that are generic and are searchable online and are blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to dwell on this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to publish this um, content and I would like to thank, um, I think it's okay to mention his name because he's um, on the, the National Director Learning Support Delivery. And they have provided me this answer or answers and they know that I'm going to put this on a podcast. But again, I would like to thank the, the Dr. David Wells who responded to this. I'm happy that they have provided me some answers to their questions or to my questions to answer to their questions, answers to my questions, but still, 
uh, it's super, super, I don't know, you, anyone listening, it's up to you to decide what, what's your opinion on, on this. But in my, in my case, I mean, I'm glad that there are system in place, but still, I think there are still a lot of things that we can improve and just imagine how many kids are still suffering on this. And after yesterday, right, just to, I think I need to um, link this as well. After my wife has received the response uh, on the decline for the second time for the ORS that we are really, really applying and, and then asking. So she's feeling really down and I'm feeling down. And I think this has something to do with um, the stress that we are already into and uh, that she is right. It's an additional, just come to think of it, there will be aspects of the mental health that is tied up to this um, process and uh, she was uh, talking to the to the to our learning support uh, person from the Ministry of Education and she was saying that this is just uh, her, uh, her telling me the story she was saying to our learning support that we've done our par part we no longer know we don't know what else to do and I am just worried about my son and about his future and come to think of it it has something it we can tie this all up into another problem that i'm hoping that that we will not be going through now in terms of mental health uh, challenges now because he will she will be thinking about this and i am going to think about this and there will be repercussions and uh, challenges as well uh, that we are also facing and and no wonder, um, in terms of our mental health system, we're uh, side-sweeping a little bit. So no wonder there are a lot of challenges on that space as well. And in my opinion, in my view, if we are able to support these kids, we can perhaps alleviate some mental health challenges uh, that parents, uh, autism parents, are facing as well. And not that... I'm talking about this because um, I'm speaking about my wife, but I always think that if there is someone experiencing this challenge or challenges, even just one person that I'm aware of, then perhaps there will be more or there are more people experiencing the same. And I'm just worried or concerned about other parents as well, apart from my concern or my worries about my my wife's mental health but yeah we'll get to that point at some point uh we'll deal with that uh, separately but i'm just stating right i'm just trying to make a point that um, things like this are also constituting to mental health challenges as well just saying uh, so at least you might uh, want to listen to it and uh, if you are from the government you might want to uh, step back and have a Think of it. And then, yeah. Uh, what else should I say? I lost. I'm not that I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I am. After all these uh, discussions that I have just made. So I'm slowly speaking uh, slower. <laughs> Does that make sense? Slowly speaking slower. But yeah, the, that's the review. Uh, started to give me a little headache, but 
I, I'm leaving the rest for you to decide. Uh, again, I, I I appreciate the effort for giving me the response for this um, questions, and I appreciate uh, the ministry for for this. But again, there's still a lot of things that we can improve or, or we need to improve, and if we are going to do that, we need to do it faster as soon as possible right and especially the way we provide support to children not just my son it could be any children not just the child on the autism spectrum could be anyone right if you we are looking at providing additional support or providing support we need to do it faster these children will grow will not wait for your additional support and will just continue on growing or growing up and they will miss a lot a lot right just think about this they will miss a lot of opportunities um, available for them because they have up outgrown the services that they are entitled to and this um, ors is just one uh, service or services that they are entitled to and they are growing faster and they are missing uh, the boat of learning opportunities and good health and good um, um, having a good environment as well All right i guess that's it i am a little exhausted after reading this but i will be posting this and i will be uh we'll see what what's the what are the next steps on this and then i told my wife uh, before that i actually told my wife yesterday that I understand that we are wanting to have my son or our son a good f future. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, uh, we are wanting to have our son a good future, but we are doing our best, and we should. I know we are. We are currently worried about him right now, about his future. But as parents. Um, we need to start focusing more on how we can support our child than just um, uh, waiting for the Minister of Education to do their thing. I'm not saying that we are going to back off on following up and fighting back in terms of the, the learning support that he needs at school. I'm just saying that we need to start focusing more on supporting him and teaching him than waiting for someone like the minister of education to provide support but yeah that's the only th uh, thing that i mentioned to her but with my internal fears <laughs> when talking to her about it i'm just trying to i was trying to yesterday i was trying to to look confident <laughs> given that i am also fearful in, uh, inside me uh, about his uh, future so but I, I i need to act a little confident than than the normal uh, lloyd right i need to be more confident so my wife will need to believe me that we can we can this too shall pass and we can still uh, support him and we can start uh, focusing on his uh, strengths and uh, leveraging on that for his learning so that's my advice to my wife yesterday when we were having a conversation about the second decline. And uh, I think uh, I said to him, uh, sorry, him, not him. I said to her <laughs> that 
I'll try to find something or maybe I'll try to find someone who might be able to help us with learning, right? And I will start uh, moving away from uh, talking to politicians and stuff like that about the ORS and yeah, we will still put contents like this and trying to 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 discuss some some aspects of uh, changes that we need, but uh, on the, uh, on, at the same time, I will start moving away from cont first contacting politicians uh, like um, uh, the ministers or the ministers for an interview about the podcast about autism and the future on on about autism and stuff like that because it's a huge chunk of my time is is um emailing writing an email and following up etc etc and uh, no one is actually reading those email addresses so i will i'm not saying that i'm not i'm totally going to stop that but i'm gonna move away or back off a little bit so I can focus more on talking to parents, talking to teachers, and also I can focus my strength, my energy on leveraging on parents' success stories so I can share them rather than ranting, like uh, putting content and like this and ranting about how uh, how the process is, right? It's not about the person. So with due respect to the Ministry of Education and the person who who wrote this uh, response, it's not about uh, that person. It's about the system that they are into right now. I believe they got sucked into that system as well, and they need to be to be generic in, in responding. But yeah, but sometimes you still need to consider if you're like really, really into providing equitable services and equitable support to to children especially children who need who really need this support you need to be just and uh, you need to be more than fair fair to the situ situation and circumstances and please stop using the term equitable if you are not um, hundred percent sure about its meaning and how it should be uh, served to to people like autistic children stop using it don't use it if you're not doing it right it's just an embarrassment to or whatever your goals and values are i'm talking not just to minister of education but um, in all of the government agencies and all the entities uh, around and globally actually as well this should be applicable Stop using equitable health, providing equitable education, equitable justice if you're not, you know, practicing it. Because you are uh, putting stains on, on that terminology. And it's adding more frustrations because I saw that equitable, I saw that in here. But then again, they're reviewing assessments based on what's written. They're just reviewing the forms without even assessing the child or going to meet or see the child in an actual uh, learning environment, in an actual school setting, without even considering 
the feedback, the second feedback that we have provided that we never mentioned about pointing and they are not listening to our statement and they just still consider saying or they just still said we are uh, stand by our initial assessment of he is pointing and again we never said about pointing that's what 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 frustrates me we never said about pointing we 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 raised that one when when our uh, learning support um, by merely perhaps accidentally put it there or maybe it's a copy pasted form that they used previously that they just edited and stuff like that but regardless of how it was they are not listening to our uh, feedback we were asked to send a feedback if we are not agreeing to that situation or to that assessment but then again they're not listening to what we have pointed out in that feedback still they are standing or they are still pushing back with our uh, recommendation of re-review and considerations further considerations so please don't use that if you are not going to be equitable in providing your assessment equitable in terms of listening to your to people who are raising concerns and if you're not going to be equitable to children who are requiring learn uh, learning support right please stop using that equitable word it's again as i've said it just adds up to the frustrations of parents like those who cannot get the support they that they are actually entitled to I guess that's it that doesn't sound equitable to me that sounds BS to me okay so I guess that's it for now I am going to sign off after this and just enjoy breathing enjoy the outside world and enjoy the trees the views in Aotearoa it's a cool place to be uh, in general not all negatives uh, it's just uh, another system that we're into we're in that system has to be improved so right so I, I guess that's it I'll, I'll enjoy the the views outside shortly and until next time Bye, and thank you for listening. Every tangata fai takiwatanga is different. If you fail with one strategy, don't stop. Keep moving forward. Always remember that for every failure you encounter is one step closer to your success. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, memuto te fakawa haire. Let's stop judging others. Memahi tahi tato. Let's all work together. Kia Maya, Kia Kaha, be brave and be strong.